Hello and welcome to this episode of the Curiosity Key podcast and today's curiosity is how to leverage LinkedIn as a key business development tool to attract high quality leads and find new sales. Now this podcast is for you if you're curious to explore how to get more results from your sales and B2B marketing efforts and discover how to have more fun whilst doing it. Now, why is it important to have more fun? Well, the more excited you are about your sales and marketing efforts, the more curious and excited your ideal clients will be about the prospect of working with you. My name is Charlie Wyman and I am a B2B marketing strategist, LinkedIn trainer and curious thinking advocate, and I will be your host for today. So in this episode, we're going to cover three key mindset shifts that will help you, dare I say it, enjoy spending time on LinkedIn. We're going to look at five common mistakes people make on LinkedIn that lead to overwhelm, frustration and no results. And I'm going to share with you a few solutions around how to avoid them. We're going to look at how your personal profile sits at the heart of your LinkedIn business development system and how your company page will connect in with that. And also, I'm going to share with you a four-part framework that you can use to leverage LinkedIn and get the results that you're after in less than 20 minutes a day. So lots of different things that we're going to cover all to do with LinkedIn. So let's talk about mindset shifts. Now, there are three key things that I want you to think about here, because since I started training people how to leverage LinkedIn, it the results didn't just come from being able to actually use the tool, but more around the mindset shifts that my clients have made over the over the period of time in which we've worked together that have then set them up for success. Because to be perfectly honest with you, LinkedIn success is more about the habits that you can implement than actually how you're using the tool. So the first thing is that I want you to think about LinkedIn as a social networking tool and not a social media tool. More often than not, when businesses and individuals start looking at using social media, it's a passive arrangement. It's a passive activity. You start promoting and broadcasting the message that you want to put out there and then hoping that the right people will see that at the right time and then come back to you. Social networking is a little bit different in that you are giving as much as you are trying to take. It's a relationship building process and you're actually working towards building a solid asset that you will keep throughout your career, throughout your business, and will also help, help you, um, you know, launch a new business in the future, launch a new product or do something different if you want to. I've been using LinkedIn for years now. And when I started my business like three and a half years ago, I had no plan. I had no savings. I really didn't know what I was going to do, but I managed to secure two retainer clients within my first week of business. So not just two leads, but two retainer clients. But that wasn't just an overnight success or a quick win. That was a result of having spent that time nurturing that network, building that network, and also growing those relationships with the people in it. So think of LinkedIn as a social networking tool and not a social media tool. And then the second point is that networking and getting sales from networking or building relationships is not a quick process. It takes time to build that know, like, and trust. So when you're using LinkedIn, you need to put your marathon hat on and not your sprinting hat on. Um, And the reason for that is that, you know, 
think of it as a long-term investment. You know, if you're not getting results immediately, that doesn't mean you're never going to get results. It just means that these things take a little bit of time. So put your marathon cap on and not your sprinting cap on. And then the third mindset shift is that you want to behave online as you would do in person. So like I said, going back to that first point, it's a social networking tool. Remember the last time that you went to an in-person networking meeting? And I know that that might seem like forever away, or it might have seemed like something that was a little bit awkward, you know, that networking is one of those things that kind of divides a lot of people. You either love it or you hate it, or you need to figure out how to love it. Um, If you hate in-person networking or you find it really awkward, then LinkedIn could actually be that bridge to help you get more from your networking activity. But at the end of the day, you do need to behave online as you would do in person. So when you go to a networking meeting, you wouldn't just go to somebody new that you've never met before, throw your business card in their face and then run away. You would engage with them in a conversation. You would ask them questions about them. You would talk about the environment in which you're in. You would have a conversation and you would speak in human language. You would also acknowledge that person as a fellow human being and not just a job title, a business card or a business. And this is what I mean about behaving online as you would do in person. Yet for some reason, a lot of people are using LinkedIn in a completely different way. They're connecting with people and not communicating. And they're doing all of these things that I'm going to talk to you about when we start going into the mistakes that people are making. But from a mindset point of view, every time you go to hit send for a message or you hit publish on a piece of content, before you do that, just take a step back Put yourself in your target audience's shoes and ask yourself, if you were on the receiving end of that message or that post or that video, what would you think? How would you respond? And what would you do? So in order to leverage LinkedIn effectively, once you've made those mindset shifts, you also need to know what your business priorities are. Don't look at marketing and sales as two separate activities and try and tie everything in together. And then once you've done that, you can implement a rinse and repeat process that will allow you to achieve all of those things with one key thing. You need to have what I call a marketing master key. And once you have that, you can unlock the various different features on LinkedIn and leverage them to their full potential. So what do I mean by a marketing master key? Essentially, it's a one page document that summarizes these key things, and they're going to be different for every single individual and business out there. And it kind of ties in with a lot of things that I talk about. There is no one size fits all approach to using LinkedIn. There's no one size fits all approach to marketing. It entirely depends on you, your business and your target market. So when you have, and you invest that time in creating a marketing master key, you have an asset that you can keep referring back to and something that will really help you save so much time, so much money and so much energy longer term. So let's dive into the marketing master key and have a look at what it outlines. Well, the first thing is that it outlines who your target audience is. So who is your intended audience? Who are your target clients? And more importantly, who are your ideal clients? There's no point in just going out and trying to to appeal to absolutely everybody. You know, with LinkedIn, you can be incredibly targeted. 
So actually spending that time to understand who are your ideal clients and going after the big fish rather than the small fish, you're going to get so much more from it. Once you know who your target audience is, it's time to then profile the customers and the individuals within those businesses that you need to start conversations with. Don't make the same mistake that a lot of people make. And I've trained a lot of people on LinkedIn that have already gone through other people's LinkedIn training courses because there is a big difference between using and learning how to use LinkedIn as a tool and learning how to get results from LinkedIn and applying what you're doing in your business. So the person and the people that you most need to start conversations with should be the people that you spend the most time on profiling because those are the people that you're going to spend the most time trying to get in front of. And then once you've done that, you need to then have a look at what makes you different to other people in your market and your competition. You know, what is your unique value proposition? What makes you special? And, you know, if you're struggling with this, go and ask your existing clients, go and ask people that know you. Sometimes it's really difficult to, you know, show a mirror or look into a mirror and understand what does make you different. But I guarantee that there will be lots of things that separate you from your target market. So you, you from your competition is what I meant to say there. <laughs> um, then once you've done that, you need to have a look at the key problems that your products and services solve for your customers. And again, if you don't know how to answer this question, go and ask your existing clients. They will be more than happy to help you with this type of thing, because the more you can understand the problems that you're solving, the better you can solve them and the better you can sell and the better you can serve your audience. So it's definitely a worthwhile thing to do. And also, the more you can profile the type of problems that you're solving, you can identify trends and patterns throughout the year. This is why I talk about the marketing master key being a real key asset in your business. And when you review and reflect on this from time to time, it just helps you hone in your marketing, be much more targeted and much more specific. And last but certainly not least, the other thing that you need to have on this document is what is the next step that you want your prospects to take when they are curious to find out more? When you're marketing and you're selling to your ideal clients, you want to leave little breadcrumbs and you want to make sure that you are not leaving the next step open to interpretation. If you're on a sales call with a prospect, don't leave that sales call with the next meeting or the next call or the next step as an ambiguous thing. Arrange with the person that you're speaking to a day and a time for you to follow up with that person so it doesn't come as a surprise. And also you're not being that kind of creepy person that's, you know, ringing people up all the time trying to get through to them. It's the same with marketing. You know, if somebody's going to your LinkedIn profile, do you want them to connect with you? Uh, do you need somebody to book a call with you before you can take things a step further? Do you want somebody to sign up to a webinar first? What is that next step? And make sure that you understand that. Because then once you've got your marketing key, you can start using LinkedIn strategically. You can use LinkedIn as an integrated part of your overall marketing and not just a standalone thing that you use tactically. And then also this will open up the number of opportunities that you can gain from LinkedIn because you can use it for lead generation. You can use it for lead nurture. You can use it for lead conversion. You know, if you're wondering, how do I convert this massive network that I've accumulated into clients? If you knew how to do that before you started accumulating that network, the whole process would be a lot easier. 
once you know how, then it is easy. But, you know, it's that having that integrated marketing plan and strategy and actually implementing the things that you need to do to help you achieve your objectives. The other things that you can use LinkedIn for, you can use it to get speaking engagements, you can use it to be featured in the media, you can use it to start talking to potential investors, you can use it to build an audience for a product or a service or a business that you want to launch in the future. Um, you know, there are so many different ways that you can use it. So mistake number one, <laughs> if we're talking about mistakes, mistake number one is not having that marketing master key you know, you, if you don't have a marketing master key, you're essentially trying to climb Everest without a map. So invest some time in creating that, that asset so you can save time, save energy, save frustration and all of that stuff in the future. Mistake number two works with mistake number one, <laughs> which is all around clarity around target audience. So I did touch on this a little bit, but essentially you don't want to be that IT person or the IT company that targets anybody and everybody with a computer. You need to be a little bit more specific than that. You don't want to be a leadership coach that's just targeting uh, leaders within companies. Be more specific about who it is that you're targeting. And I made this mistake years ago uh, because, you know, I don't come from a marketing background. I came from an engineering background and I fell into a marketing role. And, um, you know, when I first started my uh, marketing career, if you like, I very much resisted that at the time. Um, I worked with a consultant or rather me and my boss worked with a consultant who set us out on the right path because at the time we were targeting about 10 different market segments or 10 different industries within the, the market. And um, we were serving a global audience with uh, me as the only marketing asset within the company. <laughs> so um, the general rule of them to think about is the broader your audience, the more time and money and effort and energy that you need in order to get in front of them. So it might seem a little bit scary to start with, um, but niching and being more specific about who you're targeting will actually help you get more customers not less. One of the biggest objections I had when I first went down this process and one of the biggest objections that I get now is that if you niche or if you're more specific about who your target audience is, you limit the amount of opportunities that you're going to gain. And I promise you, and this is coming from a place of love and experience, it really isn't the case. But the the process of kind of getting over that bridge, getting over that hurdle can be quite scary, um, but trust in the process because it really, really will pay off long term. So we've done two mistakes now. Mistake number three. Can you guess what it is yet? <laughs> or, you know, I, I bet you're uh, sort of thinking about all potential mistakes that, that you or other people are making all the time. And that is about using language in posts and messages that you wouldn't use in person. One of the services that I offer my clients is a, an audit service where I will audit all of their activity um, about how they're using LinkedIn within their business. And um, one of the biggest things that crops up every single single time is that the messages that people are sending to target prospects is in a completely different language to what they would ever use in person. So have a look at some of the messages that you've sent in the past and compare and contrast those to the messages that you've sent to people that you've met. And there's a big difference generally. So in order to combat this mistake and avoid making it is 
that kind of tip that I shared in the mindset uh, tricks, which is to put yourself in the shoes of the, the recipient and ask yourself, if you were them, how would you behave? What would you do? What would you think if you read that message? And, you know, if there's some resistance, if there are some question marks, then it's time to go back to the drawing board and have a look at how you could word it in a slightly different way. But the key thing here is to use human language. Like I say all the time is that on LinkedIn, if you're sending somebody a message, you are communicating with a real human being, you know, um, which leads me nicely into mistake number four, which is using automation. There are so many people that will try and go for the quick wins on LinkedIn and they will work with a lead generation expert or uh, growth hackers or people that will uh, take over their profiles for them to send sort of mass mail, like mass connection requests with the target market. Now, I received a message this morning from a social media trainer trying to sell me a how-to social media course. Now, considering I train people around how to use LinkedIn and B2B marketing, and if you read my profile, you would realize that that's not the sort of course I would benefit from. Uh, not at £149 anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, this person had sent me this really long message that was very generic, very um, unimaginative, all about how a lot of business owners struggle with social media and that I need to enroll on that course. Now, there are so many other ways that she could have achieved her goal. Bear in mind that I know a lot of people that do need help with their social media contact. I specialize on LinkedIn and also Twitter. I don't touch Facebook and um, don't even get me started on TikTok or any of the other social media platforms. But that doesn't mean to say that I don't know people that want to focus on those platforms and also still need help. So when you're using bots and automation, you run the risk of targeting the wrong people and you run the risk of limiting the opportunities that you can gain from speaking to those people. So in addition to using a more human language approach, actually take the time and go and visit that person's profile before sending them a message will help you overcome that challenge. But also don't be tempted by the growth hackers and the automated tools. The first reason why is because it's against LinkedIn's terms of use and LinkedIn are actively clamping down on accounts that use automated services or where somebody else is logging into your accounts on your behalf. So it's not you and they are shutting down accounts. Now, LinkedIn is, an, like, LinkedIn is a tool, but the real asset is the network that you have cultivated, <laughs> the network that you have grown and that you have built and the relationships within that network. Is it worth risking those relationships and all that time and energy that you've put into developing that network just for a few quick wins that you may gain from automation? And I'm saying this because I fell for it years ago. You know, I was working as a head of marketing. I had so many different things pulling at my attention. I had lots of different objectives that I was supposed to be working towards. I didn't have a complete team. I was time strapped. I was under a lot of pressure. And, you know, yes, I wanted something that would make my life a bit easier. But was it worth it? I didn't get locked out of my account and for that I am very thankful but you know what it's taken me a very long time to unpick all of the mistakes and all of the damage that I created as a result of using those automated tools. So I speak from experience when I say it really isn't worth it. Yes you will win a few sales but longer term you risk damaging your reputation, you risk annoying a lot of people and you risk losing your account and your assets entirely.
So it's up to you whether or not you take that risk. But um, the other thing that I say as well is that, you know, people complain at things that are a little bit unusual and things that are really annoying. You know, we're all spammed daily by people that are just trying to sell to us all the time on LinkedIn. It's annoying. But because it's normal now, we don't always complain about it. There are a lot of people that are reporting automated messages which contribute to you getting banned and blocked. But if you send 100 automated messages, you might get two leads off the back of it. But then there are 98 people that have been really unimpressed with your approach and, you know, your your name will be memorable, but in the wrong type of way. So you're risking your reputation. So I really, really recommend that before you go down that route, really think long and hard about what is the, you know, what's your online reputation that you want to build? What do you want to be known for? And is that the way to help you get there? Or is there another approach? Because like I said, there are hundreds of different marketing disciplines and ways that you can achieve what it is that you want to achieve. Yes, LinkedIn is a massive opportunity, but that is not the way to leverage LinkedIn and get what you want. So as you might imagine, that is a mistake that I feel quite passionate about. I'm really keen to end automated um, services on LinkedIn. Um, It's just not good practice and it it doesn't serve anybody. So I'm going to move on from that. But if you want to talk to me further, then please just send me a message. But mistake number five, (laughs) mistake number five is that people just use LinkedIn to promote, to broadcast their message. And it's all about them. It's not about the people that they're targeting or the people that they most want to help. So um, it's a quite a nice way to sort of end this, you know, five mistakes section of the episode, because I'm then going to move on to why your LinkedIn profile is so important and also how it sits at the heart of your sort of LinkedIn system, if you like. But when you have a look at your profile, at your content, at your videos and your activity and your behavior on LinkedIn, if it's all about you, it's not going to resonate with your target market. And also people will just scroll past your messages. People will ignore you and you won't stand out because what you'll essentially be doing is just contributing to the noise that is on LinkedIn. If you really want to stand out and get in front of the right audience for you, the best way to do that is to engage. Like I said, it's a networking tool. It's just as much about everybody else as it is about you. And more often than not, you have to give stuff away before you can start to gain things back for yourself. So engage with the people within your network. Don't just promote your own content. Make sure that you are actively commenting and liking and getting involved in discussions on LinkedIn. And you're not just connecting with people and just leaving it at that and waiting for them to stumble upon your content and, you know, be wowed and amazed by it. Communicate with the people in your network. There are lots of different ways that you can do it as well. You can send voice messages, video messages, text messages, images. There are so many different ways that you can communicate. It's all about finding the right way for you, but you really don't just need to use it as promoting. So when you have a look at your LinkedIn profile, make sure that your LinkedIn profile is not all about you as well. Um, A lot of people are in that kind of old traditional mindset of that your LinkedIn profile is your online CV. Now, if you're using LinkedIn for sales and marketing, then it needs to be all about the people that you most want to start conversations with and not all about you. (laughs) So 
have a look through your profile and, and the best way to test this out is to count the number of times that you say I versus the number of times that you say you and have a look at that balance. You need to be referencing you as in your target customers more than you talk about yourself because in the nicest possible way, nobody cares about you. They just care about how your experience, how the testimonials and the customer case studies can help them do what it is that they want to do. If you want your target market to care about you, you have to earn that no like, and trust function first. So view your LinkedIn profile like a landing page and like your online billboard where you can show, so you're not just telling, you are showing your audience who you work with, what you'll do for them, and why they should invest their time speaking to you over the competition. The key thing here being that you want to show and not just tell. Use examples, use stories. There are lots of different ways that you can jazz up your LinkedIn profile now. There's a featured section where you can put video, where you can share links and images. You've got a headline graphic as well where you can make things stand out and pop. There are so many different opportunities to really make your LinkedIn profile shine. Your profile is also indexed by Google. So when your target prospects search for you specifically by name, that you know, if your profile is optimized, you will pop to the top of that search results. But also if your target prospects are searching for a particular job title or role or something like that, then again, if your profile is optimized, it will come to the top of the search results. The better your profile, the higher the chance that you have of being more visible and being found by people that are searching for the things that you can help them with. Secondly, all your activity, and this is why I talk about LinkedIn being a firm part, integrated part of your marketing strategy, all of your activity should drive people back to your profile. So you don't use your content to sell and to promote, you use your profile to sell and promote and get your prospects to take that next step. So every time you publish your own content, every time you comment on somebody else's post, every time you somebody talks about you behind your back, every time you speak at an event, every time that your name pops up in conversation, every time that you send an email to somebody, every time somebody goes to the about section of your website or something like that, you want people to go back to your profile because that is where you demonstrate your authority, your credibility and your empathy with your market. And you get them to do one of three things. You want them to connect with you, you want them to follow you, or you want them to just send you a direct lead and inquiry. Now, a couple of years ago, I had a client that uh, really didn't know how to use LinkedIn. He had a profile and about three connections, and that was it. And he did a search on Google for a B2B LinkedIn consultant. And um, my website was not optimized for that keyword, but my LinkedIn profile somehow was because I had that, that word, that keyword on my profile. So my profile was the first result that came up on Google. So that prospect at the time, he'd done the search on Google. My LinkedIn profile was the first thing that came up in that search result. He clicked on it. He went to my profile. He saw my contact details and obviously read what was on my profile to back up what I was talking about. He then sent me an email. We had a phone call and I did some training with him. It's a really simple step-by-step -step process, but also like this person didn't use LinkedIn to connect with me. He didn't use LinkedIn to send me a message or to follow me first or to go and have a look at my content or anything like that. He just did a Google search. My profile came up and my profile converted him into a lead, which then led to a customer arrangement.
So if you do nothing else on LinkedIn, make sure that you have an optimized LinkedIn profile because I promise you that it will help you attract more clients, demonstrate more credibility in your industry instead of turn people away. I had another client and she had no interest in publishing content or spending time engaging with other people. No interest at all. She just wanted to advertise and she used Facebook as that method of advertising. But what she did do was that she worked with me to optimize her profile. And when people saw her advert, they wanted to check whether she was a credible source of information. So they went back to LinkedIn. They had a look at her profile. They had a look at who had recommended her and for what. And that it was because of her profile that they booked a call and did some business with her. So don't just think that, you know, in order to take advantage of LinkedIn, you have to be constantly posting and engaging and doing all of that stuff. You know, yes, by doing that, it will help you get more business. And also it, it means that you don't have to spend any money on advertising. But if you don't want to do that, you can still win business with an optimized profile. So really, that is why your profile is so important and so key. And that's why it fits at the heart of your system. So you might be wondering at this point, what is the role of a company page and whether or not you should be posting to your company page or your LinkedIn profile? So it's great that you're thinking about that because every single business, no matter how big or how small, needs a LinkedIn company page. But it completely depends on what resources that you have in your business for marketing and what type of business that you have, um, depending on how much time and effort you put into your company page. If you are a coach, a consultant, a small business that's selling services or products um, via prospecting and, and direct outreach, then you are going to get so much more return on investment, investment being time here, by leveraging personal profiles over a company page. Um, if you are a large business, you're selling lots of different products and services, and you have a full time, at least a full time marketing resource within the business, then yes, invest more effort in the LinkedIn company page because you can build up brand, build up following, and build up a reputation. But if you are using LinkedIn for sales and direct, like for sales, <laughs> where you want to generate direct leads, hot leads that will convert into a real business, then the investment that you want to be making is your time and the asset that you want to be using is your personal profiles or the personal profiles of the any of the customer facing staff. So yes, a company page is important. Every business needs one. Uh, the other reason is that whenever you send somebody a connection request on LinkedIn, LinkedIn will prompt you to follow their company page as well. So see it as another landing page. But if you are going to invest some time in publishing content, don't fall into that trap we talked about earlier where you're just broadcasting your message. Um, I love LinkedIn company pages. Uh, I've received and generated so many leads, sales, inquiries, and built up a really solid reputation using LinkedIn company pages in the past. But for me to do that and invest in my company page for my business, because I'm still small and because I'm selling services and it's all based around me, it's so much easier and much more worth my time by doing it on my personal profile. 
So if you want to find out more about how to really work a LinkedIn company page to build reputation and to market your business, then let me know and we can have a conversation about that. But for, for the purpose of sales and marketing, you really want to be investing energy and effort into optimizing your LinkedIn personal profile and um, engaging as a human being, as you, as the individual. So last but certainly not least, I'm going to share with you a step-by-step process for using LinkedIn that you can implement in less than 20 minutes a day. One of the biggest questions or the most frequently asked question that I get is, um, how much time do I need to spend on LinkedIn if I want to get these type of results? And one of the reasons why I run a 12-week business development accelerator is because in order to get results on LinkedIn, you need to be in it for the long term. And it's all about developing consistent and regular habits, and also making sure that you have that marketing master key in place. And generally, that's the thing that takes the most time to sort out. Once you've got it, it literally is something that you can do in 20 minutes a day. So what is that framework and how does it work? So it goes in this order. Number one, you want to be seeking out your ideal customers and the people that you want in your network. So this is something that you want to actively be doing. You want to actively seek out the people that you most want in your network. Number two, you want to engage with them. So you want to engage with the people in your network and you can do this via sending them direct messages. You can do this via commenting on their posts. You can do this via starting conversations in your own posts. There are lots of different ways that you can do that. Number three, connecting with them. Now, more often than not, I think we've talked about this before. You want to earn the right to build that know, like, and trust. Don't assume that the person that you're speaking to knows that you are really good at what it is that you're doing or you have something valuable to offer. So the third point is connect with them. But if you are going to connect with them, add a personalized connection request. Don't just connect with them willy-nilly and then just ignore them or hope that they're going to see your content because that's not how it works. So that is point number three. Point number four is then to publish your own unique content. So again, don't just use your content to promote. The purpose of your own content is to establish authority, establish uh, credibility, to add value, to give things away, to build that reputation, to become known for the things that you wanna become known for. And one of the biggest reasons that people go wrong on LinkedIn is because they apply that four-step process, but in the wrong order. So in marketing, we talk a lot about building an audience. It's so much easier to build the audience first and then sell something to people because then you've already built up that credibility and that reputation. Don't try to sell before you've got their audience. So apply this process. Step one, seek out your ideal customers and the people you want in your network. Step two, engage with them. Step three, through. (laughs) Step three, connect with them. And step four, publish your own unique content. And a lot of people ask me, how often should you be posting your own unique content? And again, the answer to that completely depends on who it is that you're targeting. 
Have a think about who you're targeting, when they hang out on LinkedIn, and how often they are hanging out on LinkedIn. You do not need to be posting content three or five times a day uh, through your company page and your LinkedIn profile, again, in the hope that somebody's going to stumble upon it. Be very strategic about the content that you're publishing. Do it to engage. Make sure that you're standing out for the right reasons. Start conversations. Join conversations. Be visible and be present. And when applied consistently over time, that this framework will help you build solid relationships. You know, if you only connected with one of your ideal customers every single day, at the end of the year, you'd have 365 leads in your pipeline and 365 of your ideal customers in your network. That's just connecting with one person a day. LinkedIn is one of those things, the more time and the more energy and the more effort that you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it, but it's not going to happen overnight. You need to earn the right to be heard and you need to add value before you expect somebody to listen to you or do anything with the things that you're offering. Keep referencing your marketing master key and always review and reflect on your activities. Are you doing the things that are going to help you become known, like, and trusted for the things that you want to be known, like, and trusted for? If not, then it's time to kind of go back to the drawing board and look at how you can adapt what you're doing and optimize it so it will help you achieve your sales and marketing, op- um, your sales and marketing objectives. I think a lot of people want the next new shiny object or give up a bit too soon because either something's not working for them or you lose hope or you lose trust in the process. I always recommend, you know, going back to the drawing board, looking at your marketing master key, making sure that you're targeting the right people and if not, working with somebody. You know, LinkedIn is an incredible tool, but at the end of the day, it is still just a tool. The real asset is the network that you're building on LinkedIn. And there are so many different ways that you can build a valuable network and an audience for your business without having to spend a single penny on advertising. LinkedIn at the moment is still such a massive opportunity. But what you do need is time and a strategy behind what it is that you're doing. And also the mindset to build relationships with real people that will help you grow your business. So I hope that this podcast has been useful and that you've got a few things to take away and implement. If you would like a bit of extra help or support to really take advantage of LinkedIn into 2021 and beyond, then please get in touch. Because depending on where you're at, I've got options to help you prioritize and plan, leverage and build, and also systemize and grow. So just send a message to hello at charliewyman.com or visit my website for more information. And of course, I would really love it if you sent me a connection request and we connected on LinkedIn, but please do me a favor and send me a personalized connection request and let me know that it was this episode that prompted you to do so. Or if you're already connected to me and you enjoyed this episode, then send me a message and let me know what you think. Until next time, ciao for now.